Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So we are in week three of our Pray First series. And look, I am so thankful for the gift of prayer. Anyone else? I am so thankful that I get to talk to the creator of heaven and earth. Like, that's pretty mind-blowing, right? We get to talk to the creator of heaven and earth any time we want. We don't even have to make an appointment. We don't have to sit in a waiting room to wait for him to be ready to speak to us. We can just turn to him and he's there, ready, waiting, and so wanting to connect with you and me. It is a wonderful thing. He wants to connect with you. He wants to connect with me. I think we can put all sorts of pressure on ourselves when it comes to prayer I have to pray a certain way, I have to pray for this long. And if we aren't careful, we can just psych ourselves out and not pray at all, which is such a shame. Because you actually want to pray. Really? Yes, you do. Your spirit wants to pray. Your spirit cannot wait to spend time with God. Your spirit is saying, step aside. Talk to God about that issue. Invite him in to that issue. I love that we can invite the creator of heaven and earth into our situation. And he wants us to do that. Because prayer changes things. God invites us to pray because he wants to co-labor with us. He wants to co-labor with you. In fact, in the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew, it says, he says, pray this way. Pray that my kingdom will come and my will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants us to pray and bring heaven to earth. Some of you are so excited about that and I love it. (laughs) James reminds us, that the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Your prayers have great power and produce wonderful results. They do. I had a testimony come into my inbox just a short few weeks ago of a lady whose finger was like this for years, how many years? Many years, she's not talking. And now it's like this. How exciting is that after many, many years? Yes, yes. It's very exciting. Jesus prayed in his time of intense need in Gethsemane. He prayed to be revived. After busy times of ministry, he'd get up and he'd go and pray. He prayed all night one night before he chose his disciples. So it gave him direction. He prayed for people to be healed. He prayed for a boy 
to be raised from the dead. He, he prayed for his disciples. He prayed because prayer matters. Yep. When we work, we're doing the work. But when we pray, God does the work on our behalf. What do you think's better? Praying. His supernatural strength is available to praying people who are convinced at the core of their beings that it's going to make a difference. Pray first. Colossians 4 says this, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray first is such a great mantra to have in our lives because it's not always the first thing we do. Is that true? true. Who has lost something and looked and searched and looked and searched and looked and searched and looked and searched and then gone, God, could you just tell me where that is? And then you find out and then he says, there. Yeah, exactly. I could have saved myself hours just by praying first. Rather than pray first, we can go to worry or fear or doubt or hurt. Philippians 4 verse 6, which is just the best scripture, says this, don't worry about anything. Who finds that easy? (laughs) Don't worry about anything. It doesn't, but who's glad that it doesn't just stop there? He doesn't just say, don't worry about anything. He gives us what we're supposed to do instead. Instead of worrying, pray about everything. That's right, everything. The little things and the big things. God's saying, come on, I want to have a relationship with you. I want you to speak to me about everything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. You're saying, but he knows what I need. Yes, I know he knows. But he wants you to relate with him. He is a relational God. He wants you to get it out and talk to him about it. Tell God what you need and then thank him for what he's done. I really love the way that this verse just gives us so many answers in the, way, in the way of prayer because some of you are sitting there and you're saying, I have been doing that. I have been talking to God instead of worrying and I'm, it's still not happening. And I'm losing my faith and I'm losing, I'm thinking, what's the point? You know why that thank God for what he's done is in there? It's in there for a reason. Because God's done something for all of you, right? Every single person in this room, God has done something for. And as we are holding that thing that we're waiting on him to do, as we're choosing not to worry, we're coming to him instead, we're praying about it, as we start to thank God for all of the things he's done in the past, do you know what happens? It gives us faith to keep praying. It gives us faith to keep standing. It gives us faith because we go, God, back then you did this. And back then you did that. And so the same God who did that for me, he's going to do it for me again. 
Abraham did that in Romans 4. It says he, gave glo- uh, he grew strong in faith by giving glory to God. As we keep giving glory to God, as we keep thanking him for what he has done, we will keep going. We will keep, keep being able to stand yes. and walk. Yes. Amen. Okay. What are you tempted to worry about? You know what it is. I know what mine is. What are you tempted to worry about? Why don't you choose today? Instead of going to worry God, I'm going to you. I'm going to talk to you about it. And I'm going to thank you for all the things you've already done for me. And I'm actually even going to thank you that you are doing this for me. I'm thanking you in advance. That's what Abraham did as well. He thanked God in advance for this child that he hadn't got yet. He said he just grew, his faith grew as he did that. Okay, pray first when we need direction. John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them and they follow me. When you need to make a decision about something that you need to, that you, you're wondering, should I do, should I wear the green one or the purple one. No, don't pray about that. <laughs> Should I eat the chocolate? Yes. <laughs> See, that's it. Should I? No, but a serious thing. You know, sometimes we have serious things that we want to know the direction. I will do nothing until I have said, I've brought God into the situation. I've invited him in and said, God, what is it that you want us to do as a church? I was talking to someone during the week about new things we're thinking of doing. And I said, well, I won't be doing anything until I've gone and spoken to God about it. Instead of running off and then thinking, oh my gosh, it's all falling apart. Well, if you'd spoken to me, I would have told you. Pray first rather than going to your own strength and ability and human understanding. Because Isaiah tells us that his thoughts are nothing like our thoughts. His ways are far beyond anything we can imagine. Far beyond. And so I've got this idea in my head, but when I go to God, he might say, your thinking is absolutely wrong on that. Sorry, God. There are so many different types of prayer. But today I'm talking about something that it's a, it's a specific way to pray and it's called prayer partnerships. Prayer partnerships are a wonderful way to pray. To pray with another believer. To stand with them, to agree with them, to support and encourage them in prayer can be life-changing. Ephesians 4 verse 9 says, two are better than one for they can help each other succeed. Isn't that true? True are better than one. And this scripture can be applied in many different ways. If you've been to a wedding, you've heard it. But the bottom line is that we are better together. You and I are better together. There is power in unity. There is power in standing with another person, in supporting them, in encouraging them, and in this context, in praying with them. There's a great example of a prayer partnership 
in the book of Daniel in the Old Testament in the Bible. It's not just two people praying, it's four. <clears throat> As the book of Daniel opens, King Nebuchadnezzar has just taken Jerusalem from the king of Judea and he takes some royal Israelite men from Jerusalem and he takes them to his palace in Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are there with Daniel. Now one day this guy, the king has a dream that he can't interpret so he calls his wise men and he asks them to tell him his dream. That's a big ask, right? He says, what did I dream? Firstly, and then, what's the interpretation? Wow. And then he says, if you can't tell me your dream, my dream, and if you can't interpret it, I am going to cut you into pieces and turn your house into piles of rubble. Nice guy. Really nice guy. Not. The wise men say, what you're asking is impossible, and the king gets mad and he orders them to be executed. He is a dramatic guy, isn't he? He is like not the person that you want in power at all. So Daniel and his three friends are included in this decree. And when Daniel hears what's going on, he goes to the king and he asks him if he can interpret the dream. That's pretty bold. Pretty bold. Then he goes home and he grabs his three friends and he says, let's pray. God's going to explain the dream to us. He's going to tell it to us and he's going to explain it to us. And why does he do that? If you read about Daniel, you will know that Daniel knows the power of prayer. He absolutely knows it. So they all pray together and while they're praying, God speaks to Daniel and gives him the interpretation of the dream. Daniel 2 says this, I thank and praise you God of my ancestors for you have given me what we asked of you. We all prayed together and you told me. They all prayed and Daniel got the answer. The power of together, the power of standing together in prayer, the power of agreement, the power of unity. Praying together changed their lives, literally. It kept them alive. It changed their situation because prayer will do that. Prayer will connect you with answers. Prayer will connect you with next steps. Prayer will connect you with strategies. It will connect you with the supernatural God who can make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. We have stood and prayed with people in this church who were told they would never have babies. And I've held those babies and dedicated those babies. We have prayed for people to get jobs We've prayed for people to get visas. We've prayed for people to be healed. Because prayer changes things. So Daniel goes to the king and the king asks him, okay, so tell me, Daniel, what was my dream? Interpret it for me. And Daniel says this. Daniel replied, there are no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or fortune tellers who can reveal the king's secret. But there is a God in heaven. But 
There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. Now I will tell you your dream and the vision that you saw as you lay on your bed. Let me take a moment right here to remind you of something that I believe God wants to speak, me to speak into the atmosphere today. One of the outcomes of these four men praying was that God answered their prayers. They would have been dead if God didn't answer their prayers. Daniel was so clear on where the answer to this problem came from. He was clear on who rescued them. He was clear on who saved the day. He said, King, no one on earth can help you. There isn't one person but there is a God in heaven. And as I was praying into this message, God spoke those seven words, but there is a God in heaven to me to remind me to tell myself and to tell you that no matter what situation you are facing, there is a God in heaven who is not limited by our impossible situations. Daniel and his friends' lives were on the line until God answered their prayers. There is a God in heaven who is able. See, I don't always have the answers, but there is a God in heaven who does. The doctor may tell you it's impossible, but there is a God in heaven who heals. You may not have any idea what you should be doing, but there is a God in heaven who does. Your finances might be tight, but there is a God in heaven who has an abundance for you. I was without hope, but there is a God in heaven who gives hope to the hopeless. Your kids may need a miracle, but there is a God in heaven who can provide that miracle. You may feel like everything is falling apart. Can I tell you? But there is a God in heaven who is coming through for you. Are you in a tough place? But there is a God in heaven. Don't leave him out of your picture because he has the ability to change everything. Everything. I want to encourage some of you today who, who may be struggling with something that has been going on for longer than you thought you could possibly cope with. Anyone? Yes. I've got my hand up. Or you may be struggling with something that has hit you out of the blue and you're like, you're spinning. And you're stunned. And disappointed and anxious and not sure you can keep going. I want to tell you where your answer is going to come from. It is going to come as you continue in prayer. Do not give up. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, never stop praying. Why? Because there is a God in heaven who answers prayers. I saw a picture of people on their knees before God, crying out to him, wondering when things were going to change. I saw a picture of disappointment piling so high that you can't see over the top of them and you don't think you can keep walking. Do not give up. Even if you're beaten up and wondering, what is the point? Don't give up. Here I am again, God. Here I am again. I I don't even know what to say. 
But here I am again. See, you're currently in the middle, but can I promise you there will be an end? It won't be like this forever. There will be an end. There is an end. There's a beginning and an end. You will come through. Maybe you need reinforcements to stand with you and hold up your hands. See, there's a battle in the Bible, in Exodus, the children of Israel. Um, we're in this battle with the, let me get what their names are, Amalek, Amalek, yes, that's who they are, the warriors of Amalek attacked the children of Israel. They came against them and Moses said to Joshua, grab some warriors, go down and fight. And while you're fighting, I'm going to hold my staff up and you're going to win. The battle went for a long time though because some battles go for a long time. Some battles go for a lot longer than we think we have the strength to fight. And that's what happened in this situation because Moses got tired and he couldn't hold his hands up anymore. And some of you feel like that. You can't hold your hands up anymore. And so what happened was when his hands came down, the Israelites started to lose the battle. But when he had his hands up, they won. They were winning. And so let me read it. Exodus 17. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. And they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. And as a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. This is another picture of the support and the power of having people stand with you. Aaron and her, yes. For a moment then, I had a moment. I had a moment for a moment. That moment is gone. Aaron and her held up his hands. Do you need someone? Are you like Moses right now? (laughs) Well, your arms are weary, man. They're weary. Do you need someone to stand with you in the battle? I want to encourage you to consider whether you need to find a prayer partner to stand with you, to help you succeed, to fight with you, hold up your hands we're starting prayer partnerships at church earlier this year we sent out a prayer survey to ask you to speak to us about prayer and so some things that have come out of that one of those things is we're starting prayer partnerships if you look on our website under prayer you will see we've got some prayer partnership guidelines We've got some ways to pray. 
We're still running our Tuesday evening fortnightly prayer meeting from 6 to 7 here. But on the alternate week, so one week Tuesday night, the alternate week, it will be Wednesday morning, 7.30 till 8.30 here. For those of you who are morning people, I will not be there. But some wonderful people will be. During that time, we are opening up our church building, or any other time really that we're open, for you to come and pray in a prayer partnership you to stand with each other because I believe that we believe that it's going to be a powerful and wonderful thing for you for our church and ultimately for this city so if you would like to be involved in a prayer partnership you can find someone but if you need some help in that you can let us know at the office and we would love to help you if you don't know anybody or you can just go to our website and fill out the form and we'll get back to you another thing that we're doing is we're starting some encounter prayer meetings and this is going to be a space for the Holy Spirit to move in people's lives in a different way there will be reflective prayer. There will be worship. People will be able to receive prayer for healing, for freedom. So that is also going to be happening. So stay tuned to hear more about that. Prayer changes things. We want to give you opportunities to pray. We want to facilitate opportunities for us to pray together for things to shift in your life in my life so I'm going to pray right now Lord Jesus I thank you I thank you Holy Spirit that you are in this place God would you come and touch Holy Spirit would you come and touch those who are in here this morning who need their hands lifted, God, because they're weary. Would you come and comfort them, Lord? Would you come and encourage them, God? Would you come and fill them with what they need to walk out of here and to keep walking? I pray. Your strength. Your strength. speaking to you about someone that you can have a prayer partnership with I've got one more prayer that we're going to pray together and it's for you if if you're here today and you've not ever given your life to Jesus you've never handed over the control of your
make a decision to follow Jesus for the first time or or if you need to recommit your life to him then please pray this prayer with us make it your own prayer make it your personal prayer let's pray together dear God thank you for sending Jesus thank you Jesus for coming to earth for dying for my sin forgive me cleanse me I ask you to come into my heart I ask you to be my Lord and my Saviour help me to follow you for the rest of my days Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.